Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Good morning to those who are here in person at Pilchal Temple Beth Am. Uh, good morning to those who are joining on Zoom and hello and good morning to those who are joining via Facebook Live, if it is indeed morning where you are, you, who knows, you could be joining from a place where it's already afternoon. And hello to anyone who's listening to this asynchronously on the Temple Beth Am podcast. Um, last week, I was out of town. Two weeks ago was Hoshana Rabbah, which seems like an eternity ago. And services went late, and this is usually a post-minion meditation, and we didn't do it. So it's been three weeks since I've led this. Um, and I'm not proud of what I'm about to say. I wish it were different, but there's sometimes where it's this meditation that becomes my, my my personal meditation anchor for the week. And I forget, I don't have time, or I neglect to work on my own practice uh, in the interim. And the last few weeks have been weeks in which I think people needed more meditative zones in their lives. And I've not claimed that for myself and I've needed it. Not that a meditation is a a salve to all wounds, but it does, when done well, um, just pause the cacophony and allow you to recenter. Uh, you might recenter to a place that makes you more aware of what is painful in the world, but at least you and your own mind uh, protect it for a little bit from a headline and from the assault of news that's coming in our direction. I've been thinking a lot all week, particularly since I was away last Shabbat, about the themes of Parshat Noach and how to attach them to what the Jewish people are going through. Sometimes the verses are just almost too right, too ripe, too on the nose. We're all facing a flood right now. And we're all looking for a teva, for an ark, for something that will keep us afloat above waters that continue to rise and that bring with them enormous devastation. And to the extent we can psychologize Noah and whatever survivor's guilt he may have had, I know many are wondering what it is that we have done to deserve to be alive and to wake up and walk our dogs and not fear being murdered uh, for being Jewish simply by living our lives. So there's survivor's guilt as well, and there's also resolve growing. I want to focus our meditation on the word teva, because the word teva means ark. It's the thing that Noah is asked to build to save him from the waters. But in the wonderful way that Hebrew operates, the word teva also means the word word. So you can hear God asking Noah to build a structure. And you can also hear Noah being told to build a word, to use a word and to use words to stay above the fray. Construct, Noach, a teva, a word or a concept that can be your refuge as the world is drowning. And later on in the Parsha, God says to Noach a few verses later, Tsohar tase la teva. Put in this teva a tsohar. Sohar is one of those, we call it a hapax legamenon in, in uh, the intellectual study of the Tanakh. It's a word that appears once and only once. We don't really know what it means because we only would know what it means from context. 
Some people say it has to do, Rashi says two, two things, that it was a, a, um, an orb, some sphere of, of a special stone that radiated light inside the, um, the ark. Some people translate it as a window. It's the word from which we get the word Soharayim, which means noon. So whatever Sohar is, two of them is tantamount to having the sun blazing down at you. The Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidut, always reading the text, he, you know, on, on multiple layers simultaneously, he says, Tsohar Tasele Tevav may have been telling Noach to put light in his ark, but he's telling every person subsequent to that. Find and create and make the light in your words. And he says, this relates to tefillah. Force the tefillah to illuminate. It's not going to happen passively. Find the source of light in your prayers. And the next level, make it so that the very words that you say in your life are at Sohar to others. Sohar ta So with all that in mind and all that swirling, we'll come back to some of that inside the meditation. But I wanted to put some of those themes out there. So in case your mind travels a bit while we're meditating, it'll travel maybe within that ring. And now, blessedly, if you haven't already, I invite you to close your eyes. And start finding refuge within this storm. To quote one of my teachers from my retreat in India, repose in yourself. You need no other vessel, no other teva to find your repose, at least for this moment. Repose in yourself. For the next few moments, there's nothing to see. There's nothing to want. There is nothing to do. Feel a wall being created around you, a protective enclosure, as if in quiet and in posture and in breathing and in focus and in intention, you're following God's command to make a teva. Aselecha teva can mean two things. Make for yourself an ark. Make of yourself an ark. Become the very thing that is always on top of the water. That is always afloat. that is always on some level impenetrable and non-vulnerable. Aselechateva. What are the powers you have inside your own mind and your own array of abilities to become Ateva for yourself, 
to locate that which is a teva outside of you? Is it a certain setting you need to seek out? A certain person or set of people whose proximity you desire? An activity which will be ennobling and healing to you? And finally, turn yourself into a teva for someone else. A selacha teva. Who needs you to be their ark? Who is drowning more than you are that you can keep afloat? And what word can you conjure that can be at Sohar an illumination, a portal through which light can stream into darkness? And if this storm lasts 40 days or more, and if the receding of the waters takes a year or more, how do you stay a teva, find an external teva, and be a teva to someone else? Aselacha teva, sohar ta'aseh teva. Make yourself, find yourself, make of yourself an ark, and let the light in.
When you're ready, you can begin ascending, crawling out of the teva that you constructed out of this moment, but trying to hold on to the sturdiness of it and the seaworthiness of it as we come back into a storm, uh, needing more tevot than we may ever have needed in recent memory and being with other people who need it as well. And I'll share the screen and we'll say the closing uh, blessing three times together. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones, and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all shalom and Shabbat shalom and namaste.
Be good to yourself and to the ones you love. And Shalom Yisrael. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.